Okay, so for today, I have my good friend Cheryl joining me to talk about all things sex. Not really all things sex. Let me let me re-say that. All things that um, you should know about in order to prepare yourself to talk to your kids about sex. So we are both big fans of, you know, talking to your kids starting at a young age, and we just share our experience of that as moms with um, young kids and then also kind of our thoughts on it being therapists. So Cheryl's actually, she's a licensed professional counselor as well. She works here in the Woodlands um, and she just had a really great talk with her two 11 year olds and um, it was really successful. So she shares that She's also working on a curriculum right now because, and I I hear the same thing, but she has noticed a huge um, desire from parents on like, how do I even start to talk to my kids about sex and what in the world? So she is working on a curriculum for that and I think she's almost done. So that's actually really exciting because then we can like have a guideline like right in our, you know, a book of what to do to talk about, you know, the whole birds and the bees, and I'm sure there's already tons of books out there, but knowing Cheryl, she's going to make it very practical and realistic, and that's what's really important, right? Anyways, I hope you guys enjoy this. Um, we probably share a little too much information, so I apologize, but, um, you know, you could listen to this, and then if you still aren't comfortable talking to your kids about sex, you could let them listen to this episode. We don't say any bad words. Um, and then let them ask you some questions. So I hope you guys find this helpful and enjoy. I put my phone on Do Not Disturb starting at 9.05 every night. Oh, so why 9.05? I don't know. I don't remember. I don't so remember, but I've like been doing so it for like two, you, I know. Say nine. <laughs> I know. I don't know why. But every night at 9.05, it goes, dun, 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 and it goes on Do Not Disturb. Do you do that with your phone? The bedtime thing? No. I just oh. tend to not have my phone with me. Oh, okay. Often. That's like, I good. typically don't know where my phone is. Oh, so that's yeah, bad. It's not, it's not a, I'm being, I'm setting a boundary. It's mm. like, I don't, I'm not organized. You're like my husband. Probably. Yeah. Maybe in that way. No, so I don't get texts or calls after 9.05 p.m. Unless oh. I open up my phone and look to check. Okay. So I was up. I, I just yeah, didn't. I just, see, I don't even. Yeah, I you went don't. to look for my phone and I don't know where it is. <laughs> That's funny. I know. Anyway, okay. So. That's good. How old are the boys now? You have three boys. I have three boys. They are 11, 11, and 7. Okay. Do you ever have to tell people oh, the twins are 11? Because I do that with six. My, um, when I go six and six, I sometimes yeah. I go, and the twins are six. I usually say 11, 11, and seven, and then they look at me, and I say they're twins. They're twins, yeah. But I don't lead in with their twins because, I don't know, my husband's a twin, and okay. he has all these, like, Oh, I need to know. I'm putting your quotes, rules for it. I need, yeah, I need to know these. like, well, just don't make it like the twins and Beckett, you know. Right, because they're but, each individuals. For yeah, sure. But I always wonder what, pe- what what is going through people's minds when they are like, you have two the same age. Right. Okay, so 11, 11, and 7. Yes. And you were just telling me that two weeks ago, y'all had a talk about sex. We did. And that was, was the first awesome. time. Or like, growing up, have you said anything to them? So we have, we've always wanted sex to be a progressive, okay, same just here. something that evolves over time, but at some point we wanted to have a, more of a rite of passage conversation yeah, okay. and more of a, I'd say like three layers deeper than we had been having before. Okay. So you, I'm assuming had the talk with the 11 year olds. Yes. And what led you to believe it was time for that three layered Well, I actually think it was about six months later than it should have been. I think that we've always sort of wanted to be um, more prepared in advance than reactive. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. we 
kind of planned it in our minds about six months ago, and then just life got in the way. But right. the the boys are in an intermediate school now, the bigger boys, and so they, they're in fifth grade. They're in fifth okay. grade, and I know that they're on the bus with people who have smartphones, yeah. and some of the conversations that they're having were giving me hints to the fact oh. that people were hinting around about sex, sexual things. stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So we said we need to do this. So how did it go? It was it was wonderful. Oh it was, good. It was perfect. It was equal amounts um, embarrassing and yeah. mortifying for yeah. them yeah. and <laughs> appropriate all at the same time. Did you use great. now I know you're coming up with a curriculum. Uh, we are right? yes. and what are you yes. gonna do with the curriculum? Or what are you wanting for that? So I want it to be the number of people that I've talked to that have said, Oh, we don't even know where to start right, with that. Right. Or when to do or it. When or when to do yeah. it. Or like if I've mentioned it either in my counseling practice or just, you know, at coffee with friends. Yeah. The adult response is that they are equally mortified and embarrassed. So I think even more. They are. I really do think adults are more embarrassed. They are. And that's why they don't do it. Yeah. And, or they don't know where to start. Right. So I want to give people a place to start. I like that. So you're going to create a curriculum for, not for therapists to use. No, for families. For families. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Okay, so, um, wait, what was I going to ask before I asked about the curriculum? Oh, did you use any books or anything with your kids? Yeah, I, you know, I did. I I got, like, four different textbooks just from Amazon. One was great. It was called The Body Book for Boys. Oh, we have that. Yes, and so we made little gift baskets for the boys. <laughs> That's so I know. cute. I don't have any girls, so I, like... You have to frilly it up where yes. you can. So <laughs> we made gift baskets. baskets. I know, and it was pretty funny because um, in those baskets we put underwear and deodorant uh-huh. and some cologne and then the body book for boys. Yeah. And when the boys saw it so they didn't know why they were staying up late we tucked the little one in gotcha and then we let the other one stay up and I think maybe they thought they were I don't know in trouble or something oh yeah yeah and they they said you know what are we doing and we had purchased root beer and cream soda so we you know we told them to grab a beer and kind of oh made gosh, it this I big thing that. yes and they that kind of looked so at us cute. and they kept saying what's going on what's going on <laughs> And then one of You're them... You're going to need a beer for this yes, one. Yes, <laughs> and then one of them looked at the basket and okay. saw and read the title, and he just starts saying, no, 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 so no, So no, no. he knew then that, that this was going to be an uncomfortable conversation. He... Or he anticipated that. Yes, yeah. he anticipated it, which shows me he was preparing himself for this Yeah, moment. he had been thinking about yes. it. Yes. Interesting. So they have been coming home from school and saying some stuff that has... They have. They Their second day of school, Yeah. they ride the bus home, and I asked them how, to, how it went, and they said it was great, except for the inappropriate picture that so-and-so showed me on his phone. Okay. Oh, crap. I hate... I'm so nervous. Yes. And I said, well, what, what happened? What was it? Yeah. And, you know, I think it's really important that I'm so glad that I didn't overreact. Oh, yeah. I could have. Easy. But because I didn't overreact, he continued to tell me what it was. And he said, oh, it was a TikTok mm-hmm. that his friend showed him. Mm-hmm. And it was a girl wearing, and in his words, he said, an inappropriate bathing suit on the beach. He said inappropriate. He did. Oh, but that's one of the words that we've used early yeah. on, yeah. is we would just say mm-hmm. appropriate versus inappropriate. Mm-hmm. Um, now they've gotten that mixed up a little bit. Sure. Um, but, you know, so we really spent some time talking about, well, she she is on a beach. Yeah. She is wearing a bikini. Right. And a bikini is appropriate on a beach. And it's covering the main things that need to be covered. Yes. Maybe there was some stuff yes. popping out. but he And they didn't seem to allude to that. I think what okay. we then talked about is that maybe the inappropriate part was that it was being shown on the bus. Yeah. Maybe that's not the context. Maybe it was like he it was unexpected and mm-hmm. made him feel uncomfortable. Yes. Because and I think it he wasn't was afraid he was going to get in trouble. A picture of boobies. No. Right. Not, okay. that, he, not that he said, but yeah. I think that maybe if I, because I allowed for that conversation, I think he would then tell me next time if it were yeah no I think that that's really important is the reaction Mm -hmm. with anything that our kids come to us for right but especially when it comes to porn and sex stuff like or like they're gonna like or I want my kids to come home and tell me about like a friend who did something with a girl or a guy you know and like what 
what that, you know, and like feel comfortable coming to me saying like, yeah, they were making out in the hallway or yes. something. Yes. And it's important just to not react yeah. too much. It's and you know, they they're watching for my reaction. Uh-huh. So if I'm appalled, uh-huh. then they don't they don't want to get in trouble and they don't right. want me to be disappointed in them. So I know they will just withhold. Yeah. That's what I did growing up. Absolutely. I didn't, I didn't share things because no. of the reaction. So and I also, I find working with clients, but also I remember growing up, like, and I don't want to speak ill of my parents, they're great parents, but with when it came to the sex stuff, there really wasn't a lot of, surprisingly, there wasn't a lot of talk about it. And so I thought my parents were dumb in that area. And I think a lot of parents do the whole, like, um, dodging the conversation from when they're itty bitty and they're like, mommy, where do babies come from? You know? And they're like, well, God, yes, I loved you so much that God put you in my belly or whatever. That's right. Very evasive language. And then they grow up and they're like, my mom doesn't know what making out is or what the, you know, this and that is. And I remember thinking that like my parents don't know what that stuff is, you know? (laughs) Well, and I think at some point it's appropriate to use that language. I think, you know, for a two year old, it's a good, it's a great answer. But then the older they get, we have to show them the respect, Mm -hmm. which I think especially having boys, Mm -hmm. I want to always respect them enough to know that I know you're not dumb. I I know you guys know. Right. Right. And that's why I think we were about six months behind because I think some of these things that we talking about with them I think they already knew mm-hmm. and it was a beautiful moment where we could say hey I know you know mm-hmm. you know I know mm-hmm. we're on the same team mm-hmm. here mm-hmm. and we'll help you get through it because if if it if it's not going to be us it will be friends or the internet and if it's the internet it will be porn right and so. which is a false depiction of what sex not false but an exaggerated or a fantasy and dangerous yeah. dangerous for them yeah. yeah okay so what about the uncomfortable questions how did you answer some of those do you feel comfortable sharing yes, some yes. of those um or what, did they, they have they questions? They didn't want to ask a lot of questions. Yeah, they kind of no, just... <laughs> they, they didn't. I had, um, I had a, a, a bookmark, which will be in the curriculum, but it just had growing up and it had an acronym. And it had, for each letter, it had something that we wanted to address. And I think for every family, they have to decide what is their own view of sex. Yeah. And I think, so as parents, the first thing to do is to sit down together and make sure you're on the same page yep. and decide where your framework is coming like from. Like, what are your goals as the parents mm-hmm. with this conversation? For our goals, it was coming from a, a Christian okay. viewpoint. Yeah. Um, but every, and we talked about that in our conversation, every family will have a different... Foundation. Foundation mm-hmm. for how they're approaching this. Yeah. So we went through each each topic, like where where does new life come from, uh-huh. and what will their bodies be doing over the next few years? And you know, they, they didn't want us to keep going. <laughs> Let me think of some of the questions that they asked. Um, oh, one said, "So it's." I think he thought that when someone kissed, that's that yeah, was sex. Sure. Mm-hmm. And. Um, I said it's not kissing that is sex sex is when you are private parts and then he looked at me because and I know there's disagreeing topics some people say you should never use code words for body like you're parts. supposed to use like the when they're scientific three, you should call it a penis. a penis I never did though did you we never did we I like don't sh- like that word Maybe because I never used it. Yes. You know, well, but maybe yeah. now's the day. You should see how many times you can say penis. penis. I'd rather not. We call it a wiener. What do y'all call it? <laughs> well, we we don't call it much. We okay. say privates for a oh, long time. Oh, you call it privates. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then now, if I'm, I mean, I guess I don't talk about it much, but if I'm referring to them specifically and yeah. to their penis or yeah. peni, since there's more uh-huh. of one of them, then I would say penis. Uh-huh. But That's they don't good. want me to say it. They don't? No. I mean, my kids know what it's called. Sure. They know that it's a penis, that it's a vagina, yes. breasts, mm-hmm. but we just don't call it that. Yeah. Like, do your kids run around naked ever? Because mine do a lot. Um, no. Not as much. No. So I'll find myself, like, yelling at them when they get out of the shower. I'm like, yeah. would you please put your wiener away? Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> that, I do say it a lot, I guess. Yeah. I just don't say penis. But my favorite is they know what the vagina is. But for a long time, they called it a front butt. Oh, well, 
That's it, pretty yeah. smart. Mm-hmm. And then my <laughs> one of the twins couldn't say vagina, so he started calling it a bashina. Oh, and like I that like that stick. name, yes. so we call it a bashina. But they know what it's yes. actually called, you know. But I just, you know, when they get in junior high and stuff, like no kid, no twelve-year-old is calling it a penis no. or a vagina. They're calling it all the other names. All the other names. So yeah. I want my kids to know about those names yes. too. Maybe not only wiener, but you know. I'm, I'm thinking as you're telling me that my youngest would call his his peanuts, and I think that's because he took so penis cute. and nuts and just. Well, and it kind of sounds the same, too, yeah. peanuts, right? Which I think, look at how long we can sit and talk about this stuff. Yeah. Um, it's such a part of who we are. It's such yes. a part of who we are as humans. Yes. And it is equal parts funny and factual and... And real. And real and... Like, everyone's doing it, so we need to talk it. about we it. We all have it. We all... Right. And although in our home, we really try to make sure, you know, we don't talk potty talk at the table. Right. So we do have boundaries around sure. that etiquette. Yes. But in other areas, if you need to tell me that, I don't know, your your peanuts are itchy, uh-huh. I want you to Your wiener hurts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, okay, what about, um, okay, any other uncomfortable questions that they had for you? Like, did they ask if you and dad, like, they did. do you and dad? Well, they said, so you, you and dad did this twice and they I know they didn't count they didn't count oh, they did. you know we had the the advantage I think of having this conversation with two and yeah. their best friends yeah and so it was the dynamics were really funny because right. they just would like kind of giggle and look at each other and see what the other one was thinking yeah yeah that's so cute um, but you know we we had had to be very clear about saying we did and yeah. you know not kind of in an apologetic way which I think a lot of parents are then that's that moment that you see their shame yep um, yep like and, they kind of oh, hunker they down cower. and they're like yeah we did mm-hmm. yeah okay did they ask if you still do they didn't ask okay. that I think okay. that they know the answer it's I don't know who the audience is but I think it's a little bit like Santa they don't yeah. I think mine know that, about Santa yeah, and yeah. other traditions but they don't want to put they're not truth to it they're ready, not ready for that yeah I like that um, my my parents my kids definitely know that we still do um, but same thing like they like my oldest he's 10 like there have been times when they're all in bed and Joseph and I are in the bedroom mm-hmm. and the door is locked mm-hmm. and my son knows now not to try to open the door okay. like you can like little cute cues, yes. cues like that that tell us that oh he might know that what we're doing yeah. in here. <laughs> I think that's great though. I oh think yeah, it's just this, this is how you respect each other. Absolutely, this is how you pick up on it. Doesn't have to be this really big conversation. No, um, right. But it's just they they trust you enough to know that yeah. that's a boundary that I'm just not yeah able to cross right, right. now. Really. Okay, so what do you want? Like, what are some of the things that would be the most helpful for parents to hear? Most of who listens to this podcast are moms. Okay. So um, what is the most important things that you want parents to hear when they're preparing for? So you said set up your goals and foundation for the talk. What else? Um, Or can you share a tip for starting the conversation? Well, again, I think that we have to remember that this conversation, even though a lot of us reference it as the talk, Mm -hmm. it's hopefully something that you've been having and, and so be kinder to yourself. Mm-hmm. You probably have been having it all along. Right. Um, you know, even just using the word privates or mm-hmm. inappropriate yep. or um, shielding them from watching shows yes. that are heavily That's sexual. Stuff. Yeah. So you've probably already been doing a better job than you realize. But I think the first thing is to be in check with your own sexual story. Yeah. And if you have a lot of shame embarrassment mm. think about how you were taught sex think about yeah. your first experience and you really have to work on that yeah um, maybe as you're working through yeah. talking to your kids okay so then what about the parents who feel as if they haven't said anything to their kids about sex say they even have like a 13 and 14 year old how should they start uh, I think they should just start and I yeah. think that they should just realize is so important I mean we would never hand our 16 year old keys never. to the car right without like 
driver's ed? Anything. <laughs> without anything. We yeah. would, we, we just wouldn't. And so the difference is the barrier is the shame and the embarrassment. And I yeah. think we just, you know, make it, make it fun if you want. So it, parents need to kind of um, understand that discomfort and maybe even put it aside for a little bit in order to have the talk with their kids. Or confess it. I think it's okay yeah. to say I'm feeling a That's little nervous a right now. I feel mm-hmm. a little embarrassed yeah you might feel the same way but this is so important I'm going to do it anyway what are your thoughts because I'm conflicted with this one what are your thoughts of asking the kid or the teenager um what do you what are your thoughts on sex and what are your beliefs of sex like starting it out that way with asking them what they know sex to be I think it's great I think think my first thought is I think that's a great way to start Mm -hmm. is like hey what do you know about sex um I want to hear what you've heard about it and what your thoughts are on it but then another part of me is like if your 11 year olds were embarrassed to even listen to it Mm -hmm. then I think that they would be nervous to talk about it Mm -hmm. or uncomfortable to talk about it so I don't know but they might be yeah they might be that's I think that's where it's our job to push through yeah it's you know our our kids might be nervous to get um, I don't know their vaccine when they're five years old yeah or, yeah but, but we push through because yeah. we know it's important right but so I think we have to let me back up and say I think we have to adopt the belief that this is important yeah and if if we don't believe it's important we're going to come up with a lot of reasons just like six months ago we had a lot yes, of reasons like oh we've soccer prioritize or, sorry it. we didn't prioritize it and then when our kids came home from intermediate school and they said oh someone at the lunch table said to suck his uh-huh. um that's where we realized we need to do this this is important yeah. just the other so we've talked about sex mm-hmm. from i mean versions of the sex talk since they were four okay so um i must have been pregnant with the tw- nope I had just had the twins, and Bo, my oldest, wanted me to have another baby. And so he wrote a letter to the stork and put it in the mailbox. And he wanted a baby sister because his friend's mom was pregnant or something. And he was like, Mom, did the mailman pick up my letter? And I was like, yeah, but really I had gone in and uh-huh. gotten it out, right? And he was, he just started to clap. He's like, oh, my gosh, I'm so excited. I'm getting a baby sister. And I just, he was four. He had just turned four. And I remember being like, oh, we need to, like, explain something to you. Because I don't want, I mean, I understand why people do the stork story or, you know, say, Mommy and Daddy love each other so much that a little baby just came in in my belly you know I understand that but I just never wanted to do that and so I remember when he was four my husband and I sat down in his room and just explained to him how a baby does actually get in my belly and like we told him like all the things and he he didn't quite understand okay you know I mean he just was like okay like he was you could see the confusion you could see like him processing it a little bit but then we had conversations following that you know and then like we like the show modern family Uh and there's an episode um where one of the daughters is like making noises with her boyfriend in the bedroom Uh and like someone can hear it and they get grossed out and they run away and I remember my twins were four so it always happened when they were four my twins were four and they said what noises were they making and Bo who was have been what eight at the time he goes no mom don't tell him he's too young and I go buddy that's how old you were when I started telling you about it and he was like oh so then I had both that's why he doesn't come in your room when the door is locked right right exactly (laughs) exactly so I had Bo explain it to the twins Uh in that moment and then I was there to kind of like fill in the missing pieces and the parts but they're grossed out by it. And I yeah. think biologically they should be. Yes. Like I think kids, I think that's another thing is some parents are concerned that if we talk about something, it's going to make them want to go do it. That's right. And I I believe that biologically it is supposed to gross them out yes. so that they don't want to go yes. do it at eight years old well, they don't or whatever. Have, they don't have the hormones. Right. They don't have anything driving that. that. Yeah. And the other thing that I think we need to remember is if they're confused about something, they mm-hmm. won't remember it. Right. So if, if right. he was confused as yep. to why a penis would go inside a vagina, yep. he's he's not even his brain's not going to compute that. It's not going to stay and, there. And you know, through you the years we've answered questions like how does the penis go in the mm-hmm. vagina and how does it get 
I don't think they ever use the word hard, uh-huh. but like, how does that happen? Yes. You know, and talking about the blood flow and yes. all of that. And then, and then there was the question of how did the babies come out of uh-huh. you? And so I said, I remember telling my, he was again, I think he was like five. Yes. And I was like, do you really want to know? I'm going to use some, some private part words. And he uh-huh. was like, yeah, I really want to know. Like, how did I come out of your belly? I was like, you came through my vagina. Uh-huh. And he looked at me and he's like, never tell me that again. <laughs> and I even have a picture of his face. We took like a uh-huh. selfie because we were out to breakfast yes. or something. And we have it in one of our scrapbooks. Oh. I was like, Bo, that's the that's day the I moment. told you. And he's like, ugh. Oh. So then it was, you know, well, how did Trip come out of your belly? Same way. How did the twins come out of your belly? Well, actually, the twins came out of my belly in a different way. And so I had to explain uh-huh. what a C-section was. So I'm all about the answering questions. Yes. But also creating space and opportunity for the questions to come. Yes. You know, and I think that that's been really helpful for us because now all four boys know what well, it is. Because you're not uncomfortable around I'm it. really so not, if, yeah. If we are uncomfortable about it, then mm-hmm. I'm going to shut it out. I know, oh, I mean, I even have a lot of friends. They'll be like, oh, like, oh. Yes, I, I have a lot of friends that. like that, yeah. And, um, so our kids, they're or do you ever hear? Questions. Do they ever say, "Well, you just come to our house and tell the kids for me"? Oh yeah, that, yes, I have a have, lot of and, friends and that ask me that. I start wondering if I'm strange because I want to say yes, I will. I me ask, too, Cheryl. I'll be like, I will definitely come and talk to your kids about sex. I but will. then, really, I want the parents yes. to talk to them. I mean, real, I really will. Yes. If it's absolutely necessary. Yeah. But more than anything, I want the parents to talk to their kids about it because there needs to be that open line of communication. Yes. Because we can't. There, um, there are going to be a million other questions. There, it's gonna, it's an ongoing going. conversation, and stuff that's gonna happen in high school years that needs. And I really like how whenever you told him you were gonna use some like private part uh-huh. language, uh-huh. I love that you said like you braced him for it. And I you did, asked him yeah. if he was ready for it, mm-hmm. which he really what he really yes, wanted to know. He, yeah, yeah, he knows. Yeah, he knows now. So I, I do remember one of the funny questions that mine asked is. Um, you know, being boys, and they at this point they switched the conversation a little bit, and two things happened that were just so funny. When um, one of them was curious about if sex meant kissing, mm-hmm. the other one already knew that mm-hmm. it didn't, mm-hmm. and so he said, "I'll tell him." And he leaned over and he whispered something in his ear. I would pay a lot of money to know what know he actually what he said, whispered. Oh and gosh. his face just turned like. I don't even know the emotion on his face. Just surprised that maybe his brother said those words. Yeah. But then they kind of turned it and they started talking more to, to my husband. Okay. Which I don't. It was interesting. And so we really, I wanted to be at this conversation. I wanted. I yes. know a lot of people who would say, well, maybe that's a conversation for the for dad the to have. Yeah. But I wanted them to know that I know all the things that are going on biologically. I don't yep. know what it feels like, but I know what they're going to be going through, and they can always come to me also. Yeah. But one of them did ask, he said, so do you just, like, pee all inside of her? <laughs> and my husband kind of looks at me, and, you know, because it was that moment where they were oh just yeah. trying to figure it, it out. out. Yeah. So. Like, what is actually going on? Yesterday, we went to Target, and on, in the parking lot, there was a spray-painted wiener uh-huh. and balls. Oh, yeah. And a line coming from the top of the uh-huh. wiener. And um, I had, like, joked to Joseph, like, and I didn't think any of the boys heard me, but I was like, hey, look at that drawing. Uh-huh. Over it. Like, yeah. I'm such a little immature person sometimes. I was like, hey, look at the parking lot. And the boys heard me. So they all, like, go to the window <laughs> and look at it. And the twins were like, is that a rocket? Because it, it didn't look like, it was not a well-drawn uh-huh. penis. Yeah. It was, it they really. They were in a hurry. They might they have been in a hurry, yeah. And it was. It really was, yeah, it looked like a rocket, mm-hmm. really and truly. And so Bo was like, oh, my gosh, no, we're not telling you, Jed. And I was like, no, he can, you can tell him what it is. He goes, it's a wiener peeing. <laughs> <laughs> and he said it with, like, so much confidence. And I was like, that is what it is. Oh. <laughs> it was really cute. But that's so sweet that he has this. And I do think, I think these conversations are, they're privileges. They're yeah. rights and passages. I agree. They're, you know, we expect a lot out of our kids. Yeah. We expect a lot of, they have more chores when they get older. Yep. We, they have, they're allowed to play on their iPads a little bit yeah. longer. Yeah. And so we, 
it, it needs to go hand in hand. I the agree. responsibility and the privileges in our home, that's the language we always use. You yeah. will have a lot of privileges, but you also but have... that comes with responsibility. Yes. yes, I agree. Okay, anything else that you wish more parents knew or could help them feel more comfortable? I wish more parents knew that if they go down the path of not having these conversations, their kids will still have the questions, they'll still have the the biological, normal human responses Mm -hmm. and changes, and they will satisfy those inquiries Mm -hmm. and those urges in other places. And as a therapist in my office, this is what I see going bad. Yes. all the time and yes. so whether that's um, a, a sexual aversion and they are acting out sexually online only in chat rooms yeah. and then my my fear is that they will not be able to have sexual healthy intimacy uh-huh. with a uh-huh. real person, person. Um, that's happening a lot it's yeah a lot yeah. and that doesn't mean we're trying to set our kids up so they can practice having a lot of sex no. that's not what it means no. but we need to be able to have these intimate conversations knowing that this is a really beautiful and fun thing yes. for two humans to engage in yes. when it's um, and it can be healthy appropriate yeah, yeah it doesn't have to be all bad because that was my understanding growing mm-hmm. up I don't know what it was like for you but sex was bad mm-hmm. unless you get married yes you know and then when I found out my parents sorry mom and dad for outing you right now were not virgins when they got married. Yeah. I mean, a big clue was my dad was married before my okay. mom and had a kid, so I should have put two and two together, but I didn't. And I was so mad at them mm-hmm. when I found out that they were not virgins when they got married. Like, so mad. Yeah. Um, and I remember I was like 13. So, stuff like that, you know, I think is really important. I don't ever want my kids to like, be mad at me over life choices like I think that we can have healthy conversations with them and normalize some of it um okay and I think for even if families if they're if their goal which is it's our goal for our family that our kids would abstain from having sex until they were in a committed marriage relationship Mm -hmm. um if we still need to be having these conversations Mm -hmm. and I think that's another gap that I see a lot of with families that their 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 sex conversation is don't do it just don't don't do it it. yeah and that creates a lot of sexual dysfunction for people Mm -hmm. because the shame really I I meet with a lot of newly married couples Uh that did wait Uh um and whether they were addicted to pornography Uh but yet they waited or Uh maybe their brain has been so programmed to think that sexual activity is bad that they can't be naked with their spouse yeah Um, or what is it called vaginismus is that what it's called oh yes they when like their physically, walls are so tight. They, they close up because mentally yeah. there's so much shame associated with yeah. sex. Um, so we are not as religious as you guys, and we we haven't necessarily had to talk with them about waiting mm-hmm. until marriage or anything like mm-hmm. that. But um, they have, like, I can't remember which one of my sons asked, like, when do you start having sex? And when did you start having sex? Like, they've asked us that. I love that. And so my biggest thing is I want to make sure that they are physically and emotionally ready, Mm -hmm. which I don't know if anyone really is emotionally completely ready. Um, I want them to be very well aware of all the the negatives that do come, right. right? Emotionally too, not yeah. just getting a girl pregnant or STDs, but like the emotional attachment mm-hmm. with that. But then also another thing for me is is really respecting the girl mm-hmm. and consent. And I'm I'm really trying to figure that out as a boy mom, how to teach our kids that. Mm-hmm. Beyond like I already do the whole like if they tell me to stop tickling them, I stop. That's right. You yes. know, like we already do that. Verbal boundaries yes. are the, the yeah. key all in. So I'm just, I'm a little bit anxious moving forward into the adolescent years with that, you know, and I'm trying to figure since I'm not a boy, you know, but I am a girl who really believes in that, in the yeah. consent part. So do you have any thoughts on that? I, I know it's a hard one. It is it's, a really hard one. It's one that kind of frightens me a little bit too, um, talking to the boys about being alone with a, a girl mm-hmm. and 
looks like. I yeah. think we can all think of stories that we've heard that yeah. we're not sure who was the initiator. Right. But at the end of the day, a woman's body belongs to her. Yeah. Um, no. And, and I don't know that we'll have an answer, but I think right. just in having the conversation yes. is is so good. I mean, we're in such a, 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 I don't know, a society right now where I don't know that I have an answer to a lot of things a lot that are of going this on. Stuff. I but agree. we spend a lot of time at the dinner table talking mm-hmm. about it. Yeah, that's good. I think the fact that we're concerned about that mm-hmm. with raising our kids is probably enough right now mm-hmm. to help navigate future conversations about that. Nudes. Or, oh, that was you know, my other like thought. Yeah. 20, what is it, 20%? You would know the numbers better than I do. No, I, I don't. think I've heard like 20% of um, girls have reported to sending nudes. Oh, it's more though. Don't you think it's more? I think it probably is more. I think it's the reported part. And then I'm like, who are they reporting it to? I don't know. But um, um, I, I will never forget when I really understood how much nude pictures was normalized for like sixth graders I know and and older like I I used to do that female adolescent group and they would talk about it and I really was like wait hold up you did what you sent what 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 did you show you know and like they're sending their entire body naked and they talk about it like it's totally normal, yeah. casual, expected. I think a lot of times expected. expected. I think that's the word that mm-hmm. that's the, the most troubling to me. Mm-hmm. And it's just I remember being like, oh my gosh, what has happened in our culture that that is so casual and normal to these kids? Um, it's like they do that before they even like hold hands. Mm-hmm. You know what I yes. mean? Or like go on like an actual hangout date. Yeah, I don't know how many people actually date. We, we use pretty old-fashioned language in our home too. Yeah. We talk about dating. You know, when you're 16, you can go on a date. Yeah. And our yeah. kids, I feel like, are kind of, they've adopted that, at least verbally, that mm-hmm. that same notion or they know that's uh, what we're excited about promoting. And we make it yeah. a, a big, exciting deal. Like yeah. we can't wait until you, you know, Start can, dating. can have enough. The other day we were talking about finances and uh-huh. taking take on yeah. a date someday but a lot of people that I talk to they don't you know they're 17 years old 18 years old yeah they, they don't ever been on a date. dates well I I remember in high school there were a couple times when there were like actual dates but you would hang out as a group first and then if you really liked each other then maybe you would become boyfriend girlfriend and then you would go on dates okay. that's what I remember okay. And into college, and, and too. now there's like it, it's they're talking. They talk. They talk. Mm-hmm. Send news. And then they send news. <laughs> and, then and then they they break up. Talk, <laughs> I yeah, know, I yeah. Any in between. I don't but. know if they like they don't spend a lot of time together in person. I don't think. But what I really love about what you just said is you were talking about how normal it is, mm-hmm. and I that's another thing I want parents to know. Yeah. is how hard it is to be a teenager right yes. now and to navigate sexuality and mm-hmm. sexual beingness. Yes. It's a word. But um, that your your kids are going to be asked to send news. Yep. And your reaction yep. is everything. Yeah. Uh, I'm not saying you have to condone it because certainly... Gosh, no. It's, we shouldn't. But right. we shouldn't be appalled. It's Right. It's, the, it's what's happening in their world. And I think... You know, in defense of boys, and maybe I'm just saying this because I'm a boy mom and I'm hopeful for, I don't know, but I have heard from boys too that they feel pressured to even ask for one because there are some girls with the belief that he hasn't even asked me for a picture yet. Oh, wow. And so then they will go tell the boy like, hey, how come you haven't asked her for a nude? And then they feel pressured or their buddies will be like, hey, have you gotten any of her pictures? That's right. Like, no, I haven't. Because yeah. I have met some really great kids who yeah. don't really want to be in that scene, you know, and have felt pressured to be That's involved in that. And I think just like language, you know, you always, we have to give our kids an out. And we yeah. have to help verbalize that for yeah. them. So maybe that means they have to say something like, oh, my mom monitors my yep. phone. My so mom I can't, looks at my phone. Whatever it is. But mm-hmm. we we can't be appalled that this is going on right and we have to help them through it right 
think you can be appalled at first. Yeah, <laughs> be shocked. True. Be shocked in private. Because I was. Or... I was shocked when I would sit with these girls and they would tell me this. And I'm like, you send like full, what? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but it is, it is reality for our kids right now. And it is really not healthy. It, it's not healthy at all. So, okay. Any last thoughts about talking with our kids about sex before we wrap up? No, I think we, we, we just covered need a lot. to do it. <laughs> yeah. We just, we have to believe it's important. We have to be brave. Yep. And, and it so, can be really fun. Okay. So do you mind sharing like specifically did you say the penis and the vagina like what did you guys tell them we didn't okay we, because they didn't they didn't seem like they were ready for it so okay. we kind of read the crowd and we yep. we told them you know when we talked about where new life comes from we say it comes from god and that yep. he creates our bodies to be different yep. and a man's body they have a penis and a girl's body she has a vagina mm-hmm. and then their bodies come together and they make a baby yeah and they're they just look like that was enough for yeah for, for that moment okay in that conversation yeah um we'll have it and it will be casual yeah from now that was that will be the only like man night talk yeah that grab a beer <laughs> yeah grab it here's grab a your beer. gift basket <laughs> and you know what was funny is they we gave them these books and then after the talk we said all right well you guys they they like to spend the night in each other's rooms yeah have a sleepover on the yeah. weekends we said go ahead and you guys can do that tonight mm-hmm. and um and they went up to their rooms, and I had my ear to the door. Thinking, oh yeah, these are going to be. They some are going to keep talking about this. It was silent. Stop. There was oh not. Gosh, and sweet. they wanted to know where they could hide the book. Oh. Mm-hmm. They needed the book hidden. They didn't want because they don't want friends to see <laughs> they it. They didn't or... want. I. They think... don't want to be reminded of this horrible conversation. You know, no. I think they just. They couldn't believe it was happening. Yeah. You know, they it was kind of symbolic of like they're grown up yes. now. They yeah. And they also know that we we know that they know, and so we're you know we have high expectations of them. So yes. I think it was a little bit of this grief um, of okay, we're not like little kids anymore. Who yeah. so no, they turning out a page. word. Oh my gosh, that's funny. Yep. My son. So this is probably not a very proud moment but he I gave him the book it it's either the same one or it says like guy stuff okay oh guy stuff yes and and it's like cartoony yeah yeah that was the one we gave them yeah yes so he I gave that to him maybe a year ago um because I read that boys actually go through puberty sooner than we think yes and the only way, the only symptom is that their balls drop. Yes. But we don't see that because we're not looking at their balls all the yes. time. You know, with girls, it's more obvious. And so they can get kind of moody at 9, 10 years old. And a lot of times parents are like, what's with this dude and his attitude? And it's like, actually, he's They're starting to get some of those hormones. So I got him that book. And, um, well, ever since then, when he does get moody, he's like, Mom, I think you know what it is. Oh. And I'm just like, okay. Okay, he whatever. He's smart. And he's so funny. Yes. And so he, I went out of town, and my husband was here with him. And he, I guess Bo was just Judy attitude And so Joseph was like, dude, what's up with you? You've got a tone lately. Uh-huh. Like, are you okay? Is anything going on with you? And he was like, Dad, I think I'm in puberty. And oh. Joseph, oh my gosh, I might not post this part. <laughs> I might not post this okay. part. But so Joseph's telling me that they're having this conversation. And I, he goes, well, dude, have you noticed like your body changing at all? Uh-huh. And so I'm thinking, okay, good. That's a good yes. start to that conversation. Like maybe ask him if he's getting hair under his arms uh-huh. or if he's starting to smell different or whatever. And Joseph just goes, like, are you getting hard a lot? <laughs> And Bo's like, what? He's like, like, when you look at a girl. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. So then I decided, okay, I'm going to have the same conversation. Yes. So I, from a mom. So I bring it up to him. This was like a week after Joseph had had that. Oh, and then Bo was like, well, no, but now if I do, I'm going to think about, I'm going to wonder if that's why I have it, you know? So then I go up there, I'm like, hey, like you seem like something's been bothering you lately. Is everything at school okay? Or are your friends okay? You know, that uh, sort of again, thing. Again, just really checking in. Yeah, like what's off. going on? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I think you know what it is, mom. And I was like, I mean, I like beat around the bush for a little bit because I really wanted him to say it, yes. but he wouldn't say it. 
And then finally I was like, is it puberty? And he was like, yes, mom. And I was just like, I said, well, have you noticed any changes in your body? Like hair under your arms or hair in any other places? And he was like, dad already asked me that question. I said, did he? He goes, yeah, me and dad had this exact same conversation. I go, did you? Exactly the same. (laughs) Was it? Okay, that's cool, buddy. Well, let me know if you want to talk more about it. And so I came downstairs. I was like, I'm always around if you need me. And he's like, okay, I don't want to talk about it. Not five minutes goes by and he comes downstairs and he comes and talks to me about it. Yeah. So we had a good conversation. I didn't talk about your wiener getting hard. but dad already did that. Dad did that. Yeah. And and I know that. I know that dads, I know that Uh moms and dads will approach it very differently. Very differently. I think that... This is the point now where I'm having to, and you know, being a boy mom, it's, I realize that part of it is letting them grow up and be yeah. men. Yeah. I love the book, The Respect Effect. It's, oh, I haven't read oh, that. It's so good. Okay. It's all about just respecting them, which okay. a lot of times in homes we think it should be reversed. It should be reversed. Oh, oh, I'm all about mutual respect it's for really our good. kids. Yeah. But okay, I I'll get it. I'm going to now, you know, I, I have to, um, you know, I caught myself the other day. I was talking. To, I was really talking to the younger one, mm-hmm. my seven-year-old, but the other ones were in the room. And I said something about his tummy hurting. I said, mm-hmm. "Does your tummy hurt?" And I caught a glance out of the older ones, and they looked at me and kind of rolled their eyes because they're, they feel like they're too old to be ref- for their stomach to be referred to as tummy. Tummy. And I oh thought, okay, and, I and still they're right. Refer to it. <laughs> Well, and yeah. for them, and they'll they'll give you the clues. They'll yep. let you know. Yep. I I was able to see he was like, oh, I feel embarrassed because mm-hmm. he's having a conflicting existence right. where part of him is you know getting hair on his balls, right. and the other part, his mommy's calling it a tummy. So yes. it's really yes. being consistent and yeah. letting them drive what they're comfortable yeah. with, and recognizing that they really are like growing constantly yes. and changing. Okay, hold yeah. on. There's some books. Have you oh. read these books? Hold on. Let me go. So that's for ages four and up. And it okay. shows body parts um, for boys and girls. Mm-hmm. Oh, these graphics are wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> it's not the stork. It's for four years old and older. Oh, this is great. It's a good one, even just to hand over and let them yes, browse just it. Yes, let them do it. Like, you don't have to read it together. Mm-hmm. They can just kind of browse. And then this one is called It's So Amazing, and that's ages seven and up. And it goes a little bit more into detail about all of that. Looking at this is reminding me part of the, the conversation that we had is we were talking about squirrels because mm-hmm. the boys were asking, you know, or one of them said, Mom, um, we know we know about this already because you sometimes would say that the squirrels were fighting or hugging but mm-hmm. we think that they were mating mm-hmm. <laughs> and so we talked about how mating mm-hmm. is yeah. the same as, word as yeah. having sex yeah. and we also then talked about the difference between animals yep. mating and humans yep. having sex that's why I intimacy. like nature shows like yes. when they show that or Bo and I went to the San Diego Zoo not long ago and two turtles and so this one is it's perfectly normal oh. and that's ages 10 and up but these two turtles were having sex mm-hmm. and he was like, oh my gosh, mom, they're having sex. And so we talked about, I mean, turtles, mm-hmm. you know, like, yep, they don't care that anyone's watching them no. right now. I've really just gone through the other ones with the boys. Yeah. This one looks pretty. I mean, it's got, it's more in detail. Yeah. So oh this yeah. It talks, talks about like periods. Have yes. you told your boys about periods? Cause no. I have. So there was you a, com- yeah, just recently there was a commercial for, um, pads. Mm-hmm. And they did the whole thing where they pour the red oh, liquid to see yes. which one holds it better. Uh-huh. And I was like, do you all know what that, that commercial's about? And they're like, no. And I was like, did you know that girls get something called a period? And so we had this long conversation. And Bo goes, I already knew that, Mom. And they get really moody a week before. Oh, I go, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> very absurd. I don't know if I had told him that or if Joseph had told him that yeah. at some point. But I guess I had already had that talk with Bo. Well, you know, I said no pretty quickly, but we have. Yeah. I think this is where I didn't say, do you know that a, so it didn't come um, about as direct as your opportunity did, Uh but mine, uh, I don't know, maybe two years ago, asked about one of the chores in our house was um, emptying up the trash cans. Uh So they would go around the house, collect the trash, and they saw my tampon Uh applicators Uh in the trash can. Yeah. 
and they asked about it. Yeah. And I said, oh, that's something that mommy and women need to use yep. when they, um, I don't know if I said, I don't think I said when they have their period, because I think that would have, in the moment, been It would have gone over I their think head. I just said, have to use sometimes, um, and I think one of them said something about there being blood on it. And I said, yeah, mm-hmm. there's blood on mm-hmm. it, but everything's okay. It's normal. Mm-hmm. It's what happens to your body. And then just today, I had told you the story, story earlier, but just today they were getting something out of my car chapstick and they said oh mom you have one of those things that you stick up your butt and I'm driving so I can't imagine what they found and I just said I have no idea I have no idea what we are talking about. about and they said yeah one of those things and they they showed me and they picked up and they opened up a, a tampon, tampon. Like, oh buddy we don't I don't put that, that up, go my, up butt. my butt and <laughs> One of the twins in the backseat was going, oh, I don't want to talk about this right before school. No. Oh, my gosh. I love that. Like, can we not start our day talking about mom's period? Exactly. (laughs) My kids used to call tampons, like, they used to think that it was candy, that I had hidden candy in in my bathroom. Yeah. And then I had to explain to them, nope, that's not what it is. Well, I did tell them, I said, you know, when I was little, and I try to do this a lot, tell them stories and really relate to, I can relate to your curiosity. Yeah, absolutely. I said, when I was little, I didn't have these conversations with my mom. Mm-hmm. So I would open up the tampon box and I would open up the directions. Really? There was an illustration. Yeah. And it showed like a girl with her foot on the toilet mm-hmm. seat. Trying to put it And in. I would just like study it and try mm-hmm. to understand it because I couldn't, it just, I was curious. Yes. And so I told them that I would do this with the directions. And that moment, um, one of them, I think the one in the back seat, said, oh, one time I opened one up to see what it was, and it plopped in the toilet, and I had to get it out. <gasps> but I loved it because yes. he, I was able to share with him, hey, I was curious, yes. and this is what I did when I was curious. Yeah. And that led him straight to saying, oh, oh yeah, well, by oh, the way. yeah, I did that too. You know, this is what I did oh, when gosh, I was I love that. And then there was another opportunity for me to share because we had to get our dog fixed. Oh. Mm-hmm. So that really helped they were like, "Why? Are, what do you mean you're getting her fixed?" Yes. Yeah, and I explained it to them. I was uh, like, "Otherwise, she's gonna bleed every month, you know." And they were like, "Why?" I was like, "Well, girls do." Yeah. And they were like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then when any tampon or pad commercial comes up, I brought it up. So. Yes. Yeah. I mean, they're gonna start to experience girls mm-hmm. in their grade going yeah. through this, and I want them to be very aware of it. Yeah. Maybe they can be extra nice to those girls who are being moody a week before. Yeah. <laughs> As long as they're not struggling with puberty right. themselves. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay. So well, sweet. Thank you so much for coming. Oh, this has been fun. I love it. Yes. I love talking about this stuff with you. Okay, so that's it for today. Um, Thank you guys so much for listening and hearing me out. I know sometimes I can ramble or it can get really heavy and we talk about things that aren't so pleasant. Um, This parenting gig is no joke. So I encourage you to, I don't know, balance it with something nice. Like now put on a really fun song to sing to or go watch a Disney movie or (laughs) go hug your kid extra long. Um... And do you guys ever do that whole thing where you let your kid hug you or like they have to be the first one to pull away? I'm a very, very big fan of that, except like my kids never pull away. (laughs) and I'm like, I have things to do, but I love you so much. I'm sure at some point they will be pulling away. They're still so young. Anyways, I hope you guys are having a great day. If you really are loving this stuff that I'm sharing on here, please subscribe and share with your friends because most importantly, we want other parents to get on board with a lot of the things that I'm talking about. Um, you can find more about me at my website, www.tessastucky.com, or I'm really active on Instagram at the mom therapist. I will see you guys next time.